Yay! <laughs> oh my gosh, sorry. I think my, my connection is actually really slow, but I've managed and I'm, and I'm on and it's so nice to see you. Oh my gosh, it's so nice to see you. I was just like chatting about all these different things and just kind of like warming up the space with um, some shares, but it's so good to see you. It's so nice to see you too and thank you so much for having me on your live tonight. Yes, I know. What time is it in Dubai? Um, it's eight. It's just past eight p.m. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. it's nine o'clock in the morning here, so children are off to school, and we're just starting the day. So it's so good to see you. I wanted to share a little bit of how we met, but I wanted to wait till you were here because I feel like that's always a nice way to kind of introduce, you know, one yeah. another to whomever's here that's going to be watching, and yeah. people will probably watch this later too. But mm -hmm. you know, I. I was reflecting this morning on how I came to teach at your space when you had a, a physical space in London um, mm -hmm. called Life Space Healing. Yes. And, you know, at that point, for me, I, could, I couldn't really teach. Interestingly, the more that I got into healing the body, right, mm -hmm. on deeper and deeper layers, the less I became, like, available to teach in yoga studios mm -hmm. like it was like I didn't fit anymore which is weird because mm -hmm. like, you know traditional yoga is about that but it was like I couldn't it didn't work right like I was like people were like what are you talking about what are you doing you know even chanting like in a regular yoga studio here was just like you can't chant for half an hour in the beginning of class I was like why not it's so good it's the best it's so healing for the body like uh -huh. it's, it's yoga right anyway so at that point, for me, I was like, oh, God, like, I guess I have to find, like, healing spaces to teach in because mm -hmm. that's what I'm doing, even though I was just teaching, from my perspective, what I was learning, like, from India, like, traditional yoga. Mm -hmm. Anyway, and so your space, when I found you and found life space, like, it was such a beautiful moment of that, and I really mm -hmm. felt the way that you, like, really held open a space for that deeper layer of healing, you know, mm -hmm. and one of the things that we were going to share about today mm -hmm. um, was just about the, like, the what's required to keep kind of standing up against, mm -hmm. you know, all of these things like <laughs> oppression and, you know, racism and, mm -hmm. um, you know, the things that we're confronted with and especially inside of things like wellness spaces, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so... I think that that's like a big topic, obviously, <laughs> so we don't have to like get into all of it right now, but I just think I really found, you know, the way that you held a physical space as a healing center um, in a way that I didn't see a lot of other people doing, I guess. So I just want to kind of say that and how present you were and how you like came and you were like really available and like, like personal in a way, which sounds so silly, but I think that our personal relationship to one another mm. it's like not something that we can take for granted in this day and age and I don't think it's something that a lot of us are really conditioned for sadly in this mm. moment and that's for some of us it takes a lot to get to a place where we could just be like like relatable and, and like and like personal and like there you know what I mean um, a lot of people will own businesses and they're just not even there or they're just like you know, very hands-off, and, and I just think it, it really means something when we're, like, connected human to human, and that's reflective of this larger thing that we're looking at, and I think is what makes these larger issues something that we can actually digest and, and work with one-to-one, -one. you know what I mean? So it's people that really care. Yeah, someone said, no one gives a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw that come up. <laughs> it's true, and it's part of 
do all our work to give back there too because that's one of the things I found there. It's like everybody, it's like people give a fuck like so much. You're like, oh my God, I've never even thought that there could be this many things. I, I never thought this could be this many fucks given, but there's so much, right? It's like, especially in India, in that culture, it's like, there's just so much of everything all the time, you know? And so it's not devoid of like fullness and, and juicy aliveness. So anyway, that's my little intro. Um, yeah. I'd love to just, yeah, hear how you're doing, where you're at, how any of that kind of reflects on where you're, you are. And thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate you. And it's so good to see you. Thank you. And th- thank you for your really wonderful words. It's unfortunate LifeSpace um, had to close down due to the pandemic. But the work outside of uh, what I try to cultivate there continues. And that brings me deeper into the topic of decolonization, which is something that I was hoping we could uh, explore this evening and especially its importance and pertinence um, uh, within the wellness industry or within the wellness space. So I think it would be quite nice to sort of start with where my journey, how my journey so far has has brought me to here and why. And it starts so much with um, with my own healing journey, you know, starting 12 years ago, um, you know, I kind of found a variety of practices that stem from various cultural and religious roots. And from a young yeah. age, I was always really drawn to healing practices rooted in Native American culture. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that naturally that, you know, kind of brought me closer to uh, really want to look at, want, it, it took me closer into looking at Native American culture and through that, visiting uh, their history and their stories and um, that obviously took me then to the brutal reality of colonization, their displacement, their lack of human rights, their genocide, oppression, the injustice that Native Americans continue to, uh, to face today and that just moves me in many ways beyond words. So that was my first experience Um, of identifying with an oppressed nation and through basic human empathy it really it broke me down and and I and I feel with the people who have suffered and and continue to suffer and that was where my entry point into the importance of decolonization came in Um, you know going into understanding the history of European colonization its negative consequences that we still see today and uh, the many areas and also the destructive that the many areas it's caused destruction including yeah. our planet and the people and um so yeah you know i think as years went by i started to also see the uh interconnectedness of all our present day issues today rooted in uh racism and patriarchy and settler colonialism in capitalism um, and these are the issues that we still very much face today and are such a far cry from wellness. And, um, yeah. you know, it, it's, it highlighted within me uh, where I need to make change, you know, within myself and within my actions to continue to support those who do face uh, violation or lack of human rights and uh, those who face injustice and inequality, violence and oppression and to start to really educate myself um, and to hear the stories of those who 
are oppressed, whose voices are rarely heard, and to stand up against injustice where I, you know, where I see it and where I feel it. And um, yeah, yeah. So, so it's kind of been an ongoing journey, and it's it's you know it's something that I'm still exploring, and I'm exploring, 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 and I still have so much to learn um, around. Um, and I, I, I really just want to take the opportunity today to uh, look into what these negative consequences of colonization has been, what they are, how we see them today, and um, what decolonization means, especially in the wellness space, and yeah. how, why it's so important to take action, and, um, and how we can take action. So Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping we yeah. can cover it. I'd love, mm. love to hear that. And also, I think it's like this, it, the even the idea of wellness, you mm. know, I think, and not to get us off topic, like I want to hear exactly what you just said um, mm. for both of those things and those topics. And just to kind of name that the idea of wellness itself or what health really is even. Because I think one of the ways that um, white supremacy and, and whiteness in general has really, and, and, the, and that patriarchal kind of structure of perfection mm. that per, then winds up perpetuating the system that there's something wrong and that there's something wrong with you and me and everyone else and that there's, you know, it, it's like that, that same exact thing is what then creates that capitalistic consumer you know, never-ending thing that actually makes people ill, you know, that actually can yes. lead to so many different kinds of mental illness and suicide and, like, so many things that come from just the general standard that there's something wrong with you, you know, and that health means some perfected thing, you know, like, even in the body. It's like, it doesn't mean, like, to me, it means our, our ability to work with all of the different things that arise you know throughout our lives when we're going to face all types of different challenges you know it doesn't mean this perfected model of um, health or even wellness you know and so that's I think from my perspective part of where it starts being so so extremely um, and, and disturbingly non-inclusive you know because there's just some idea that there's this perfected model and that's what we're trying to get to when it doesn't even actually exist you know mm -hmm. what I mean so Anyway, I just wanted to kind of share that in terms of, you know, what wellness even is and how it's so mm -hmm. different for each person, depending on where you come from, depending on who you are and mm -hmm. how everybody's experience of it is equally valid and important. And it's mm -hmm. not this kind of breaking that, that pattern of it being this, this you know, um, never ending seeking and searching for something that we already have, mm -hmm. you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and absolutely. And I think what's really interesting to me is uh, looking within the wellness space, you know, where these, uh, where these wellness practices that we practice uh, come from, where they stem from, where, where, where you know, what cultural uh, traditions and religious roots do they stem from? And um, that leads me to cultural appropriation. You know, are we aware of where these practices stem from and how many of us are um, actually honoring them with the respect that they deserve and you know yeah. cultural appropriation in itself is a form of colonization and um, you know it's it's wherever cultural elements are copied by uh, copied from a minority culture by a dominant culture um, especially when the, the elements are used out of uh, their original cultural context 
that is, you know, that is seemed by various groups and individuals, but especially indigenous peoples, um, as as, uh, as as really harmful, uh, especially for indigenous peoples who work so hard for cultural preservation. And so, you know, I, I, I've experienced that so much um, in the wellness space, but, you know, I've also been in a space where, it, so that kind of forced me to also look at, um, you know, to hold myself accountable for where in my own practices I may have uh, been culturally a- appropriating. And uh, yeah. that also inspired me to connect more deeply to my known roots. Um, and I want to get yeah. into that in a little bit, but it was, you know, it's, it's, uh, as you were saying, unfortunately, when, when we, uh, you know, the wellness industry is now an industry and it's a trillion dollar industry and it's taking a lot of these wellness practices that have been culturally appropriated to market them in an easy way to be able, you know, to sell it to a Western, a largely Westernized audience. And so yeah. they, these practices have been uh, greatly reduced and, and, and quite frankly belittled um, from where they actually originate. And it's, it's, I think we need to, you know, as, as people in a wellness space who are advocating for wellness, exactly, it's exploring what does, what does wellness actually mean and what does that look like? You know, because if we, if we are doing these things that are, uh, a form of colonization in, 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 in one way or another, how are we actually, uh, healing an issue that we have been facing for decades and decades and decades that is create that has created such a, a vast amount of inequality um, and and I think you know it's it's so obvious to see that yeah within wherever there is inequality we we will never have freedom and wherever there isn't freedom we won't have peace and that yeah. that is the sickness of the of the earth and you know whether we are in a situation or not where we um, you know have been privileged or not enough to to uh, experience or not experience oppression or violence or wars or um, we have to realize that it's also interrelated and and if we experience it directly or not it still affects us it still affects us and so if we are advocating for wellness and we are truly advocating for peace and for health um, you know, what is that, what does that actually look like and how can we, um, how can we become more aware of these, these issues that we still, that we largely face today and, yeah, and what can we do? Th- can I add to that just quickly? But mm. I think one of the things that I've seen really, cause I work with a lot of people and I work with a lot of white people, mm. you know, and one of the things that I think stops people is guilt, you know, and mm. is the exact stuff that needs to be worked through and digested and mm. and like worked through I don't mean like it doesn't you know it doesn't need to take years to work through your guilt or your mm. fame right it's like we're all, we're going to be working through our guilt and our fame probably for the hopefully I'll be working through some of mine for the rest of my life I mean God willing I will continue to like grow and evolve and continue to to work with that but I think that's where oftentimes I see that that trauma, like that that frozenness, that mm. that you know that doesn't allow for the continuation of the looking. You know mm. what I mean? Because it's like because what we're talking about is something that's so important, but it's so complex, and that's why people and it's so nuanced. You know what I mean? It's not mm. something we could even get to in like this hour or whatever fifty minutes we're going to be here, right? So it's like it, it but it doesn't mean that it's not worthy of um of exploration you know it's mm-hmm. not worthy of 
trying to talk about it, like trying mm-hmm. to talk about something that's difficult mm-hmm. is like, it is the essence of peace, of, of like what brings actual mm-hmm. peace to our system, mm-hmm. like physiologically even, you know, and, and like that experience and that avoidance of it, I think is so heavily conditioned. Like for mm-hmm. example, you know, we have our friends that live in India and obviously so much of the things I've been teaching all these years are from India. And it hasn't been up until now that there's this, you know, really intense, obviously, COVID situation in India that people have been donating to the, because to, we have connections to people there that work with, specifically with trans people and the sex workers and their children. And a lot of those on the ground organizations had to close down during COVID because they didn't have funding. And so now that this happened, people that I, you know, I've been working with and in my community are donating and we're able to, and some of them got up and running again and it's beautiful, you know, it's amazing. But up until now, when I would talk about these things, it was like, it wouldn't sink in. Mm. Like people couldn't hear what I was saying. Mm. And unless they had come to India with us and looked with their eyes, they couldn't hear me. Mm. They can't hear, they like literally can't hear Mm. you. I mean, and we're all, we all have that, right? It's like whatever our unconscious thing is and the way that we're conditioned and why it's important to talk about it, which is why we're doing this and why we want other people to do this, even if it's messy and you make mistakes and you fuck up and you have to apologize. It's like, welcome to being a human, first of all. Second of all, like, if we're going to live our lives, like, we got to get comfortable fucking things up and then also continuing to look where we're like, we actually do care, you know what I mean? And it's just like we're conditioned to not look at those places where we actually do care because mm. that's just the way the world is, you know, or at least it has been up until now. Mm. So anyway, I just wanted to add that piece in where it's like suffering does lead us to being able to see more clearly, you know what I mean? And it's like sometimes we have to like, especially if when we have all this privilege in the ways that many of us do, we have to really turn towards it on purpose. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for, for pointing that out. I think, uh, um, one thing that you say really, really, uh, that really kind of gets to me is exactly that. It's this, it's this, this kind of fear and this guilt of being imperfect or doing, you know, whatever we, we might, you know, feel we want to do, um, and doing it imperfectly kind of stops us and, and, and inhibits us. And it's like, that's where the discomfort is. And that's where we need to kind of sit with that and have these uncomfortable conversations and have these you know whether it's with ourselves or whether it's with others um and and exactly as you said just remember we're human we're gonna make mistakes we're gonna fuck it up but let's start somewhere we all need to start somewhere um and and it's i don't know it's it's yeah it's it's never gonna be easy um so yeah but but the fruits of it are so you know, and especially for people that care about wellness and what have you, it's like that is what, where you experience the thing that you're seeking. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what's so fucked up about the way you know we've been like conditioned and and you know and really like like possessed in some ways, and also you know like tra- like there's a lot of trauma around it that makes us unable to be able to see and hear it. But that's where the real life lives. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's not just oh well. I have privilege, so let me give back to those less fortunate. I mean, mm. that's like a really fucked up like way of thinking from my perspective. That's not mm. it at all. Like yes. you yes. learn, like, oh wait, I actually have so much less technically as a human being mm. because of what I've been robbed of in mm. terms of like my 
my own experience of the world, which like has just been like money, you know, equals success and like doing more is better. It's like, that's not it at all. You know, there's a deep humility inside of this experience of dismantling our own racism and oppression and so many things that we've been, you know, trained and taught. I mean, at least I'm speaking as a white woman, you know, and so um, there's, there's that too, which is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it also it, it offers us such a deeper opportunity. Yeah, to heal, to heal, our, to heal, you know, whatever we are carrying within ourselves, you know, when we're able to face that, I think it just, it, it, it's offering us this opportunity to do that. So, you know, we, we have a choice. And I think if we, you know, again, if we are, um, you know, wanting to see something different in our collective, uh, here is the opportunity to kind of really go within and, and look at um, where where this where everything that's being unearthed, where everything that's been uh, coming up and out, uh, you know, where where does that offer us an opportunity to do what we can do to also heal whatever might be unresolved within us that we carry, whether that's uh, in our lifetimes, generational or ancestral, and. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've I've been through. I've, I've it's interesting. I've been going through a journey of that on my, uh, you know, through my, uh, on my own. I mean, I was born and raised in London, England, and um, my parents are from Iraq. And still saying that today out loud fills me with like a low level anxiety of how that might be received. Um, you know, being called a terrorist or murderers or brutes, and um, I think unfortunately, you know, at the the start of uh, the U.S. war on terror, which is an ongoing um, uh, international military uh, campaign, which started in 2001, and then with that, the also um, uh, U.S. Uh, invasion of Iraq, and then the uh, Israel's occupation in Palestine, and and everything that was kind of being portrayed in the media, and is being portrayed in the media, unfortunately really didn't help with the increase in Islamophobia and racism towards Arabs. And I mean, the, the, the dehumanization of Arabs has been so vast that it left me wanting to abandon my own roots too, completely. And, and I did for so long um, until, until very recently where I've actually been learning uh, about the healing traditions of Islam and reconnecting to the foods and herbs that um, you know, we've used as medicine that are native uh, to to Iraq, and it's really allowed me to heal my own cultural wounding um, within its traditions and 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 religion. And it's again allowed me to to see the beauty of what was once you know a flourishing, highly advanced civilization. And and that just it you know it keeps reminding me of these opportunities that we as individuals have to heal generational and ancestral traumas and the opportunities that many of us in a privileged seat do have, uh, you know, to, to also do the work of wherever that guilt or whatever it is, you know, that holds us back from, um, being open to what's going on and, and, uh, and to, to give a voice to, to those that are unheard and to take action, um, so that this violent history stops repeating itself. Um, again, because even, you know, even if we have never directly experienced oppression or violence or war, 
Um, or even if we think that many of these present day issues don't affect us, they, they do, they, they do. And I think, again, you know, if we truly want that peace and if we truly advocate for freedom or for wellness, then, you know, as Malcolm X so beautifully said it, you know, we need to identify ourselves with every oppressed people in the world. And um, we cannot have peace if, if we don't have liberation. Um, yeah. and uh, all systems of, of oppression reinforce one another and, and, and they can't be fought in isolation so it's really looking at you know how these negative consequences of colonization play out still today um, mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and what it means to then practice um, mm -hmm. decolonization which is you know very simply put the, un the undoing of colonization and uh, I mean, in most countries where where colonizers remain, um, indigenous people still don't hold significant positions of power or self-determination. And so, you know, it, it really true decolonization really seeks to challenge and change white superiority, nationalistic history and, and truth. And, yeah. um, and that's where a lot of my sort of my energy is kind of going towards now because it's just like yeah. it's 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 time you know this has been going on for far too long and um yeah i just i i think it's important to to try and keep this space as inclusive as, as possible and to say you know these are options for action and this is what we can do and we all start somewhere and it doesn't need to be perfect but like let's let's learn let's let's go in let's learn let's be open um yeah. and and let's yeah. you know let's take action where we can even if that's imperfect in the first place we don't need to be you know coming out here and um claiming to know every little fact and every little piece of history and because that's overwhelming yeah <laughs> it's seriously right. overwhelming and it's like the more people feel overwhelmed and the more people feel a kind of guilt because they're you know they might get called out for not knowing enough or whatever you yeah. know the less people are going to want to actually start to take action and we need everyone to start yeah. to to you yeah. know to get involved in some one way or another yeah and you don't have to know anything to like mm. <laughs> you literally don't have to know anything to take action you just have to be willing you know mm. and like i think that that's like it's like the not knowing unlearning is, is is a huge part of it right mm. and like the but it's like but if you're not a part of it it's like you're it's like that doesn't happen mm. you know what I mean? it doesn't happen by like just you know like yeah it, it's almost like there's like there's like there's a there's a combination well first of all let me say thank you for sharing that like, mm. you know especially with your own personal story i see and i recognize the value in you sharing that and i see and recognize to whatever extent that I can how deep of a thing that is to bear and like how big but how big of a gift it is mm -hmm. so I, I just want to kind of like you know just pause and just thank you and, and appreciate sharing that and especially in this context you're just like you're just here sharing very generously and, and I really recognize that and I see that and um I know well I don't know in your experience but my own experience just how difficult that can be and but how but how important it really is so i just want to you know say thank you and, and just like really receive that thank you yeah yeah thank you. yeah yeah and, and then not knowing is i think for for those of us that 
because I believe a lot of people really do care. You know, it's just mm-hmm. that, that and they go to turn. It's like, well, the whole world in different moments, and at any given moment, we can look at the whole world is on. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, where do I start, and, and what do I do? And you know, I, I think there's a lot of value in giving a little bit to the things that come in. We're like, oh, and I feel that, and I feel the pain of that, and it's like. Every little action step, I believe, counts and makes a big difference. You know, so oftentimes it's just like a little bit at a time. And then I don't. I'm curious what you're. Um, you would say to people that like, what are the specific ways to take action? And maybe you give us something specifically for what you're really working with right now. Mm-hmm. Um, also, something I offer to people is to really find the specific that break your heart or that really do like that you really are into and. Have, into for a long time I don't think it's a mistake you know I don't think like when I went to India all those times like it was like I was not supposed to be there you know I mean it was like the most home I had ever felt in my life you know and you too so but it's like how to and then being there and see how colonization has made people there look at us as if we are like the things that you know white people are Okay, most well, not everybody is from the states on the small trips that we take, but a lot of people are white anyway, majority probably. And you know, looking at us, and we're like, no, you, you, you're, we're looking, we're looking at you. <laughs> like we're not here. Like we're not. We're we're here because this place is the most beautiful place that we've ever experienced. Mm. And so that's why we come back here. We like come to give our like our deepest like blessings and prayers and we want to hear your songs not you know the songs that I'll never know I'll yeah. never learn I don't I didn't mm-hmm. grow up that I'll never know so much of their you know and and there's a beautiful actual change that happens then mm-hmm. when, when you can show up in that way where you are like not just there to appropriate but to appreciate mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and to also like mm-hmm. be as as like culturally like aware as you can when you're there you know what I mean? yes. and so because I also at least coming from the states a lot of you know is to think like you go anywhere else in the world and it's like awful mm. it's like dangerous don't go there mm. it's it's bad it's dirty it, you know what I mean all these things because here it's like this is this you know the superior thing mm. like obviously completely insane and bullshit and then you go and you experience like love <laughs> and you culture and you experience life and you experience mm. the human connection between us that goes beyond language mm. and you experience like so much that you wouldn't if you just you know stayed in your house and like watched the fucking news that's just mm. a bunch of lies mm. you know mm. and so I, I, there's just there's a piece of all that that yeah I just I just wanted to kind of like put that into the mix you know mm. because I think that then people start feeling like oh well I need to just only teach you know what my I, I can't mm. teach what my Italian American you know <laughs> were doing they were doing heroin in New Jersey you know what I mean like that's not gonna be the thing that I'm like yeah. embodying in this life I can go back other generations and now like you said like I can connect to so many things you know of course mm. like in my like the food and the culture and mm. it's so important to kind of bring that in too mm. but I believe we have this human lineage and we also have these spiritual soul ways that we connect and mm-hmm. and we can honor both like we don't have to like choose one or make one right and wrong you mm-hmm. know we can really open ourselves and not wide enough to 
these ways that oppression and um and and white supremacy really essentially has really you know eradicated or just stolen and taken because so much of it is about actually like giving you mm-hmm. know and not a huge shift around that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 thank you for sharing that yeah yeah absolutely i think there's a you know there is a very big difference between appropriation and appreciation and we can do so much for a, a culture when we continue to share their medicines and their their food their culture their language um you know it's it's a it's a large way that we preserve a culture as long as yeah. we you know honor it and respect it and not take the cultural elements out of context um Mm -hmm. but really sort of you know celebrate the roots of where it comes from uh Mm -hmm. and share the stories and share the songs and share the medicines and that that can be incredibly and 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 deeply powerful for um you know for minorities that uh that that continue to work hard to preserve their culture or for for peoples and communities that work hard to preserve their culture so there you know that absolutely there is you know i think it's so beautiful to celebrate a diverse range of of cultures and to really go for you know what it is that we we're inspired by too you know and and where can we learn from these other cultures and where can and you know from learning with them and learning about them how can we also give back to them in that way and there is there is so much beauty and diversity um and you know, I'm I'm so inspired by by so many different cultures, and uh, you know, when I when I when I do travel around, it's I'm so interested largely in the food of a culture. For me, food tells me the whole story of a culture, and uh, you know, I always go out to kind of seek traditional recipes or you know traditional medicines within that within that community or culture, and that's where I learn a lot, and uh, I love it, and it inspires me so much today and I think you know that's there is this big difference between appropriation and appreciation and it's um you know and it's beautiful to be immersed in a in in a um you know in a culture that's that's you know maybe very new to us and it can also be helpful in keeping a culture you know in preserving a culture and and or allowing a culture to thrive yeah yeah absolutely absolutely. I wanted to read one of the comments here as somebody was unlearned when your own um, has been infiltrated irreversibly by colonial influence. Growing up, we used to play a game where we were asked to speak in pure Bengali for a whole minute without using an English word, and it was near impossible. Um, this is true for the entire urban generation in India, right? Now. Yeah. And, you know, that that's, I just wanted to name that and speak that, um, you know, because I think that that's really true and that that's, you know, that's really important. You know, our, our friends that live in Pune, you know, and they teach their, their, um, they speak Marathi. Mm. I mean, and, yeah, there's so many languages. I mean, it's, it's amazing. And it's just, it's true. I mean, most of the houses, you know, are, it's like this influence for sure. It's like, un, it's, un, it seems unstoppable in a way, which is, I think, part of why it's so important to do this kind of work within ourselves, but also making it more and more accessible um, mm-hmm. to others, because I think it's so, it's true. I mean, they you know, they have to continue to teach their, talk to their kids in Marathi mm-hmm. because they won't, like, if they're learning English in school and all the mm-hmm. friends have televisions that, you know, they don't, and, you know, they, they really maintain this tradition. 
influence is um, has really drawn it the other way. So much of the influence is not just from like you know ignorant white yoga teachers. Like that's the thing. Like there's a lot of ignorant, myself included, ignorant white yoga teachers watching this because this is who part of who I part who I am that then now you're listening to this but that's not it's like McDonald's it's like they're KFC you know what I mean it's not just like that's why I think the guilt and the shame that like ignorant white yoga teachers feel it's just it's just like get over it and then like get on with it because like there's way bigger forces than like <laughs> me that you know are like literally it's fucking literal McDonald's you know what I mean in places that you're like oh my god this shouldn't be here, you know? And it's like, so, so I just want to name that, not to take away the responsibility because I don't, I think that our own personal responsibility is extremely important. And I just have to say that because it's like, that's what stops a lot of people from like doing the work. Like actually also, there's a lot of other things that are like at play here that are like, just, you know, I, I think people could trust in the innate goodness and desire to serve and care mm-hmm. and that that's what actually really helps people to take action you know mm-hmm. so I don't know if that makes sense but. yeah it makes total sense it makes total sense and I think that's a very important uh, point to highlight and to sort of keep reiterating because we need more people to take action and it yeah know, uh, putting people in a position where that it, it increases their guilt or it increases that kind of blockage to you know to want to you know move forward in any way is is so counterproductive I mean it's like we're calling on everyone to join this fight but you know at the same time it's like are we you know uh, you know are we creating that space for people to be able to come in and feel like they can do something or take some sort of action uh, wherever they might be on their journey right now and yeah. uh yeah yeah tell us, tell us what to do <laughs> um so i think <laughs> what do what we do, we do? Um, I'll, I'll do it i'll do it today and then anybody listening to this you'll do it <laughs> i think one <laughs> i think one of the um first and, and most important things to highlight is to recognize that uh indigenous peoples all over the globe um whether that's you know central south north america whether that's palestine whether that's you know, indigenous peoples all over the world have a right to self-determination. And um, by virtue of that right, uh, you know, they freely determine their political status, they freely pursue their economic, social and cultural development. And it, you know, self-determination, it's the very thing that allows uh, people to have control over their choices and lives. And there are many ways that we can support decolonization and uh, I think one of the one of the biggest things that that has to involve is challenging both conscious and subconscious racism and non-indigenous people in uh, in settler colonial societies um, can start by asking you know whose country do I live on do I live on and what nation um, you know, maybe questions like if my land was stolen or my cultural sovereignty denied, what rights would I want, uh, expect and need? So these are all kind of self inquiry. Um, And then who on country must I listen to and work with? So, you know, I think 
a part so after that sort of kind of self-inquiry and then looking at okay who who must I listen to and work with I think the best way that we can engage with decolonization is um, also you know to value indigenous knowledge and um, and scholarship uh, to encourage and insist on teaching about indigenous uh, cultures and schools support restitution efforts you know programs that are revitalizing um, uh, indigenous languages. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's so many different ways. I think I think you know the list goes on. Um, the, as you said, you know, being able to celebrate cultures, to share their stories, to share their medicines, uh, to call on institutions as well. Actually, you know, including across education, the arts, wellness spaces, media, and politics to also hire indigenous people um, throughout the organizations and especially in positions of leadership. Um, and then, you know, looking for, for ways people in our own workplace uh, might face discrimination um, and unconscious bias and, and, and to speak up against these structures. And yeah. Um, yeah, and then I think largely, you know, when speaking to indigenous, varying indigenous you know different indigenous uh, communities um it's it's uh you know because they're oppressed and largely unheard and don't, don't hold the power i think fighting for justice arising from indigenous guidance is huge you know by walking alongside indigenous people at rallies or um uh, placing their voices sort of front and center wherever we can uh, allows us to then create a platform where they can be heard and where we are fighting for their rights which are um you know very heavily suppressed and uh yeah i think i think um you know when in in my sort of experience of uh of speaking to different indigenous communities it's um you know several important rights that are raised in the process of decolonization that is usually the right to autonomy uh, and self-government so that includes financing of these autonomous functions, um, freedom from for forced removal of children um, and people, uh, especially from their own homes and lands, protection of uh, archae archaeological and historical sites um, that so often might be you know, uh, destroyed, um, um, the right to provide education to, uh, and in their own language as well, um, and the, yeah, the, I think the, the, the legal recognition of um, traditional lands and re uh, territories and, and, and resources. And um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So looking yeah. at all those options, there's, there's so much that we can do in the, in the realms of, uh, of, of decolonization and uh, giving a voice to uh, indigenous communities and also people who you know have faced oppression and um, yeah 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 for sure I mean I think it's like I, like I know from the way that I'll kind of approach all of it is that it because if there are certain areas that feel I don't know like I don't know they, they, they pull at me way that others don't not that like they all kind of pull at me you know, any of these um any cause you know or in this in this area for sure ignite something in me and 
And I think, like I said, it's like doing like one thing at a time, mm. you know, like letting, letting yourself like really just like do that one thing, mm. the next one thing. And, mm. you know, but it's like really breaking it down to what it is that's, that's the most poignant in that moment. Mm. Um, each I know lately you've obviously been posting a lot about Palestine, you know, some of the things that are going on there, is there any like specific organization, you know, things that you're feeling really called to in this chair around, you know, what's happening or anything around that? Yeah, I think, yeah, thank you. Thank you for, um, for raising that, you know, it's, it's what we're seeing happening in, in Palestine right now is something that, you know, they've been seeing since the 1940s and it's been going on for so long and and that and it, it that you know what's happening there is is just another example of settler colonialism so but whilst we're on the topic of colonization and decolonization you know this is a this is a, an ongoing reality that is still happening today where we are seeing this mass genocide where we are seeing this um colonization where we are seeing the uh, forceful and violent removal of people from their homes and their land and you know to be indigenous means to be native to the land and unfortunately you know a, a lot of the time when um, settlers come into a space you know they oppress a, a people to then over govern and, and overpower and dominate and that's always done quite violently and that's just what we've been seeing for so long and it's it's a it's a brutal reality of colonization and we understand there you know there are so many incredibly negative consequences of colonization and you know cultures are erased histories are erased i mean we've seen it happen you know with native americans and 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 certain tribes all over south and central america where uh mass numbers of of um of people were murdered or enslaved or and they've lost so many of their of their own people that we've lost so many languages we've lost so many uh cultures we've lost so many traditions and uh it's it's um it's a it's you know it's a, it's it's heartbreaking and it's it's painful and it's uh quite frightening so uh that's that's you know a, another reason why we you know we need to stand against any injustice because it, it it you know it's happened we've seen it happen throughout history and it's still happening today yeah and that is just another great example of um of colonization and yeah yeah there's there's many ways that we can uh can take action as well uh you know for Palestine right now I think there's a lot going on um, with uh, the BDS movement so to boycott it's boycott divestment and uh, sanctions signing petitions a lot of people you know I think again uh, um, a lot of people might feel overwhelmed with where to help and what what you know how their act action actually holds power I think sometimes as people we feel so powerless and I know in my past I mean I've been protesting and, 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 and all sorts since I was around 12 years old um, when these you know protests of Palestine were happening as early then I live in London literally down the road from the Israeli embassy so you know I'd go and I'd rally at these protests and I'd go to the protests um, during the US invasion of Iraq and I've been doing all of that and people always used to say to me what's the point 
Like, what's the point? Why do you bother? Why do you go? Like, what's the point? It doesn't change anything. Why are you going? But, you know, even today we've seen, you know, actions start happening. And, and that's, yeah. that's, that's because a lot of people are, are rising up and a lot of people are, uh, you know, um, speaking up and standing up against injustice. And so things like signing petitions, um, signing sanctions against uh, Israel or, you know, any other states who, you know, who are, um, you know, in uh, wrongfully inactive things like it's, it's, you know, there, there is so much there that we can do. Um, there are loads of links in my bio that, that take you directly to where we can do those that, that aren't donations. So, you know, maybe people might not have money to donate or if they do have a little, there are links to donations as well. I think you share yeah. them on your stories. Um, yeah. I'll share them also. Uh, I'll add the link to those also within my bio. But right now you can yeah. find a, a little list of ways that, you know, or petitions or sanctions or letters that, you know, are sent to the U.S. state to, to you know, to, to help to uh, rise against the injustice that is going on there. Um, yeah. 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 I'll, I'll put a, I'll put all that too in, in my, um, in the links in my bio and on the stories and, you know, and I think natural, we only have like a minute mm-hmm. and a half now to kick us off, but I just want to say quickly, thank you so much. And just to, like, it's natural to feel overwhelmed and helpless, mm-hmm. but like any time, you know, we're making change in small talking about something so big that mm-hmm. it's going to be a long time there's also like a there's a level of like faith devotion that you have to have mm-hmm. towards like what you were saying people are like what's the point but you knew the point so you had to stay true to that mm-hmm. within yourself mm-hmm. and that's like the main thing that I think needs to become for all of us just loud is the helplessness and the overwhelm because they're both natural but I think you know we can really support one another in holding that other piece of you know, faith and really trusting what it is that we feel, you know, that we need, that we can become more awakened to within ourselves, but then also in the place we're taking actions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah thanks thank, so much, Thank you. It's so nice to see you. And thanks for having me on here. Yeah. And, and truly thank you for your share, generosity and your voice and everything you've been doing. I just, you know, whenever I see that happening, I'm like, okay, like, let's chat, let's talk, you know, I know it's a big deal, and it, like, helps to, like, have each other, you know, so I just really appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate it massively, too, so thank you, and thank you for the, the platform, and giving me the space to also share on this, it's, um, yeah, I feel incredibly grateful for that, and it's something that I'm, I'm super passionate about, so being, being able to have the space to, yeah, to speak about it is, um, I'm really grateful for that. So thank you. Uh, sending everybody that's listening and that watches this later just so much love. And yeah, stop. If you have any questions, and we'll see yeah. you soon. Yeah. Bye bye.